0: Welcome to the Grub Club podcast. That'd be G H R U B. Grapes, hops, raw, unedited banter. Hey Bob the beer man.
1: Hey Randy the wine guy. What's How up? How you doing? I'm just doing peachy. Great. What are we doing today? We are doing white zinfandel in our air traffic controller? No, our oh. <laughs> our audio <laughs> control tec- technical specialist <laughs> or whatever. Brendan had Bruce. made this. Brendan the our board producer, guy. our producer. He produced this wine as well. From a kit.
0: Item number 6714. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's no. Sorry, flashback.
1: Available. <laughs> but you can find it. Uh, actually, you're you're almost close. It's 8135. You can find it on the fermentationtrap.com homepage. So, oh, and it looks like our dog is drinking
0: it up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, that sounds like you when you get drunk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> once in a while, once in a
1: while. That doesn't happen much anymore. I didn't say it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen much. <laughs> so what's the history of White Zinn? History of White Zinn. History of White Zinn. Okay, well, right. That's the first thing on the history page here is that it's uh, abbreviated to White Zinn most of the time, and it's an off dry to sweet pink-colored blush wine. White Zin is made from the Zinfandel wine grape, which would otherwise produce a bold and spicy red wine. As such, it is not a grape variety, but a method of processing Zinfandel grapes. As of February 2006, white Zinfandel accounted for 10% of all wine sold by volume, making it the third most popular varietal in the United States. Do you know why that is? I have no idea. That's because most Americans don't really know anything good
0: about wine, and they drink that crap out of the box. You know, I just read an article in the newspaper about this. You read? (laughs) Mostly I just listen to podcasts, but sometimes I read. (laughs) So what they were saying was that Americans are the uh, largest consumers of wine in the world. Outpacing France this year. So, do we know nothing about wine? Well, I would, I would ask the question of how many, uh, how much of that is out of the boxes, frankly,
1: because if you go to the grocery store, you see, you know, box wine in a lot of them.
2: Yeah, people like that stuff. But those people at almond didn't have to make a living, you know. It's nothing Mm -hmm.
0: to matter with box wine. I mean, everybody's got to
2: start somewhere.
0: That's true. So let's introduce everybody else around here,
1: quick.
2: Okay. Hello, I'm Matt, the mailman.
1: And John. I'm John. He's John. <laughs> I'm John. John. Just John. <laughs> just John. Just John. That's good. We just picked his new nickname. You, you can follow him on Twitter at justjohn.com. <laughs> and and there's the hey, Brendan. Hey. Brendan, our producer. Say hi, Brendan.
3: Brendan, the board man.
2: <laughs> hey, Bob. You mentioned Twitter, so why don't you tell everybody about the new uh, the new the new happenings?
0: At Grub.
2: Follow there us on Twitter <laughs> at at Grub. Just search for Grub. That's G H R U B.
1: Thing. You can type just about anything in in front of the at sign and get and do at grub.com, and the email will go to Randy. Randy at grub.com. Our Twitter account is at grub, and our homepage is grub.com. And we have a Facebook page. And we have. Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Look us up. let just look up for Grub Club. And you'll be able to find us.
0: We are, we are technology twinkers, but <laughs> we're, we're wine lovers. <laughs> wine lovers, technology twinkers.
1: So I got a little more history going on here. It's uh, historically an in- inexpe- inexpensive jug wine. Uh, they call it a quaffing wine. A quaffing wine.
0: Quaffing wine. That mm-hmm. just wine. is. Quaff your hair. <laughs> that I things sweet. were quaffable. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: can be. That is sweet, soft, and often low in alcohol. Don't like this one already, making it a popular choice with those who would not otherwise drink wine. Hmm, Americans, what were we talking about? It (laughs) occupies a similar market position (laughs) to that of the Mateus Rose in Europe. That must be a crappy wine, too. Is it Mateus
2: or is that (laughs) Matus? I think it's Matus. Brendan did
1: make it. It could be (laughs) Matus. Yeah, see how much I read? Uh, The sugar content can make white Zinfandel taste almost like fruit punch, although some examples have crisp acids and are balanced in their own way. White Zinfandel is typically manufactured for immediate consumption rather than for long aging.
0: It'll be a good wine for you, then. (laughs) Well, it's only (laughs) because I just drink a lot. So why is it blushy? Why is it... I mean, what do they do differently to make it blush versus uh, full-scale Zin? Well, that was a great question, Randy, about about
1: how it becomes a blush wine, right? Right. And most blushes or rosés are usually the second running of the grapes, the second pressing of the grapes. And then the winemakers do not put the grape skins into those barrels. So it's a lighter juice. And it's also lower in in, uh, the sugar content, so it ends up being lower in alcohol content. Got it. Good answer. Absolutely.
0: You can get that same answer from Wikipedia.com. No, it's (laughs) actually
1: not on (laughs) Wikipedia.com. It's (laughs) not? No. I just remember that from the class
0: we took from PVCC, the
1: Piedmont Valley Community College, yeah, viticultural course. I remember that class well, I, I think about, it's three, about three years ago.
0: <laughs> I think I remember the first hour. Right. <laughs> the, the last seven were something else. Right. <laughs> but
1: everybody, I, you know, I actually put a plug here for PVCC and that viticultural course. It, they are have some great classes. They take you out to a vineyard, and they have a really good time learning how to make your own wine, learning how to uh, ferment, learning how to do just about anything.
0: So let's talk about Brendan's presentation.
1: Well, we can talk about how he used an an old bottle, um, and he barely cleaned the outside from the label. It actually looks like Elizabeth, some type of Kluge. Is it the Kluge bottle? Did you get that from the auction? (laughs) Something that Trump didn't buy? (laughs) So, uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, it's not clean at all.
0: Uh, It looks horrible. Um, The cork, uh uh-huh, yeah, that's a good cork. Good cork. Item number one, two, one, one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good cork. Uh, I, I really just hope the inside of the bottle was cleaner than the outside.
0: I, I, that's exactly what I was going <laughs> to say, was that, you know, the, the issue of cleanliness in bottling is so important that, uh, that when you leave the outside looking like this, that there really becomes a question in the, in the, in the drinker's mind that perhaps the wine is tainted and foul
1: if I was serving it at a home and it's something that you make, you might put it in just a carafe and serve it and nobody would know the difference. Nobody and ever would see the bottle. No one would ever see the bottle right. and Brendan didn't have to spend that extra time on 30 bottles per batch to, to clean the outside. He I totally s- agree, he but that's not what he did. He brought me the bottle. <laughs> 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 he probably saved 30 minutes well, to okay. get this crap from us. So if you had put a
2: label on it, what would have been the proper orientation for the label? Sideways?
1: Yes. Crooked. <laughs> <laughs>
2: (laughs) 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 inside joke yeah
0: (laughs) so yeah I mean when you present a wine it should be presented well right that's why we you know have the labels that's why we put the labels on it that's why we you know put the cap on it to make it look like a half decent bottle of wine you put that down in front of somebody you put homemade wine down in in front of somebody, and the bottle looks like shit. You get that feeling, right? When you put it in your glass, you're like, "It's it's gonna be bad, right?" Are just you based on, on something? Because <laughs> you are talking really <laughs> fast. <laughs> 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 but I
1: understood everything you said, and I just hope our listeners listeners could follow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Not I really. Thought I said it fast enough. So the how's time. the legs?
1: Let's start with legs. The, Let's now, start. now, what's our what's our? We look at presentation, but then we look at legs, nose. And taste.
0: All right, so uh, how's the legs? All right, let's give it a whirl. It actually
1: got a pretty good color for a rosé. It looks rosé. looks a little gassy. There's no uh, sediment <laughs> in it. I mean, it's pretty clear.
0: No, it is clear. Yep. Yeah, it is clear. Looks like it and, was
1: bottled well. And as a low-alcohol, low-sugar content type of wine that that is infidel is, it doesn't stay on the glass that long.
0: No, and that's exactly what should happen, right? Yep, There's not exactly. Um, can't really complain about the color. It is clear. Yep. So how about the nose? Let's give it a swirl. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm busting on your bottle and you're sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> I, would do, I would clearly do this to anybody. <laughs> so I, I like the smell, so I get a sweet smell, uh, definitely. I get strawberries, I get oranges, I kind of get that fruity mixture. So it smells good. I mean, it smells sweet, it smells like it should. aromatic. You know, it smells. Uh, it smells good. No, I really enjoy it. It's uh, got that kind of citrusy smell. I like that. Um, think it's good on the nose. Think it's pleasant. You know, but I'm a sweet wine guy, so you know that's what I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, no, not bad at all. Not bad at all. I can still smell a little grapefruit in it, but and not nearly like as it, much as that like trash what? trash last week. Yeah, that Viognier last week. Yeah, mm, toasted head. Don't buy that. But this is not overpowering or anything. It smells smells
0: really good. All right, so you're gonna lick? No, or taste? and you can you can, you can <laughs> <laughs> lick the tar. So uh, you can definitely tell the acids are uh, are much more integrated into the wine. You know that Viognier last week. You know the acids were all over the place. This is much more integrated. It feels like it's all together. You would expect it to be um, a, a decent taste.
1: I would expect it not to be as smooth. Still, though. Really? Mm-hmm. Because of the acid. A little bit of acid in it. Give but it a I'm taste. gonna try it.
0: Just give it a taste.
2: <laughs> it's smooth. It's smooth. It's really good
1: wine,
0: Brendan. Mm. I'm gonna have to try that again. I
1: <laughs> got it down the wrong <laughs> side of my. I think he's pipe taking t-
0: taking our personal notes kind of seriously. <laughs> I think I think we just offended him. I hope not. Say sorry, Bob.
1: Sorry, Bob. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it tastes like a white Zinfandel.
1: I mean, it tastes like a white Zinfandel you buy out of store in a box. As far yep. as I'm concerned, I,
0: I like it. It's blushy. It's good summer drink. You know, I, I might even throw a couple ice cubes on it, take it on the patio and None place detect. of uh, a beer. Um, definitely serve it to, uh, to women who would probably love it. Yeah, absolutely. You, you throw a couple ice cubes in it. Oh, but even better. Do you know a trick I learned this summer? What's that? Well, instead
1: of taking ice cubes, you actually take grapes, and you throw them in the freezer. And you throw those in your glass. It's a little different. It still chills the wine a little bit, and you get to eat the grape afterwards. And, you know, it kind of a little different presentation when you drink it. But I would certainly do that with this, either white or a red grape. Uh, throw it in there. Chill it down a little bit, drink it it up on a hot deck, out gardening, whatever. Yeah, it's got a lot
0: of citrus in it. It actually reminds me of uh, sangria a lot. Um, You know, if I had to say where it kind of fit in my scale, I would definitely say sangria. Kind of stylish. Definitely more towards the deck wine than real wine. Yep. You know, just like those island mist kits we used to make. Yep. Item number
2: 6421.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The island, I mean, that's what it tastes like to me. I like it. I enjoy it. Not something that, uh, that I would drink as a real glass of wine, but definitely something I'd take back on the deck.
1: Honestly, I probably wouldn't pair this with anything. It's a deck wine. A deck. I might uh, eat it with some Doritos and stuff, uh, but I wouldn't
0: want to have a meal with it. No, I agree. But, I mean, you're going to have cheese platter out or, you know, a meat platter, and it goes well with this goat cheese. This one's not moldy. Oh,
1: well, we have to tan- go off on a tangent and tell that story. We were over at Matt's house this evening, and uh, he opened up some cheese. What
2: what kind of cheese was that, Matt? That was uh, some pimento cheese.
1: Some pimento cheese, yes, and we're all eating it. It tastes really great and stuff, (laughs) and uh, Brendan across the table noticed that it's moldy. (laughs) So uh, we'll see how tomorrow goes for all of us.
0: (laughs) After looking at his bottle, I'm not sure he should be the judge of mold. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Ah, (laughs) touche. Yeah, uh, the cheese—the cheese was good. Uh, actually, it came from the cheese shop over in the uh, the Shenandoah Valley. Highly recommend visiting them. So.
1: All right. So our grub rating scale here is uh, zero, tasteless. One, barely consumable. Two, palatable after two glasses of Double D. Three, the Double D or daily drinker. Four, a great wine—one you want to drink when you're celebrating something. And five, orgasmic. That I means you want it all the time, and for something really special and spend and and really. Try to get this wine, or get your buddy to buy this wine and invite you over.
0: Kind of what we did here. <laughs> kind of. We had to make, th- oh, I made this wine, actually. You, you made did. this, Infidel. Well, let me let me reflect. Ah. I, I helped the winemaker make the wine. I helped him read the directions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you really just drank wine while he read the directions and <laughs> did everything. No.
0: <laughs> no, it was a fair, equitable share You know, he worked hard, I worked hard. It was
1: his first batch. Awesome. Well, for your first batch, I'll give you kudos. I won't give you a three. (laughs) You wouldn't give him a three for this? No, I don't think it's a daily drinker. It's not something that I would look forward to coming home and going, I am going to pop a bottle of that Zinfandel tonight. Um, But I I think it's something that I I would, uh, we might need a different category. It's something that I wouldn't mind having. The friends category? Yeah, that's that friends category, right? <laughs> right? I mean, he, I, <laughs> I'll be the, pale. Guest, guest, yeah.
2: the guest grub.
1: Yeah, I go over to Brendan's house and he serves it. I'll be very polite and drink it and have no problem with it. It's low in alcohol. And, uh, it's, it's okay in taste, uh, but it's not something I would come home and be a daily drinker. That's my rating. I'd have to give it a two. Well, Because after a couple glasses of daily drinkers, I'd probably you know throw a bottle down sometime.
2: But, again, if it's from a kit and there's 30 bottles, it can only be a daily drinker for 15 days because that's two bottles a day that you <laughs> <it> consume. Because <laughs> it's low in alcohol. That's right. right. All right,
0: so that's mine. I'm a two. Well, I'm actually surprised. So I would give it more, and it's just not that he's sitting beside me. No half points? But based on the presentation, I probably would have went zero. But after actually drinking the wine and kind of working through the the, uh, the palate, I actually like it. I don't mind it as a daily drinker. Um I think I would give it a two if I was judging, you know, based on a wide selection of wines. But since, you know, I, I think to, I, li- I like to base my ratings on, you know, the category of wine, not necessarily the plethora of wine, I would give it a three as a daily drinker. Not something that I would daily drink, right? But it's definitely palatable.
1: Yeah. I think most Americans, as we talked about at the beginning of the pod- podcast, that are buying the white Zinfandel. Boxed wine for what is it? Fifteen bucks a bottle, or even I don't even know what it is because I've never bought it, but probably fifteen bucks for you know a box of wine, right? You know, and they can make this wine for about two fifty a two fifty a bottle. Right. No, Two sixty three. Brendan is just given me the calculation. Yeah, two dollars
0: and sixty three cents for
1: a bottle of wine. So you know, I I you can uh, actually afford <laughs> to. uh to, to make that wine and drink it. He's laughing because I slurred.
3: <laughs> well, that is but, the second <laughs>
1: bottle of wine that we have finished it now, is. quaffed, it I is. guess. All right, John, what do you think? Just John. Just John. Just At John. At $2.63 a bottle, I drink this every breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> I mean, goodness. Gotta love John. But I have to agree with Bob on this one. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I'd love to come home and unwind a little bit on the deck and then uh, then pop a bottle later on. That uh, I was really looking forward to, but definitely a nice um, nose on it, and the taste uh, was was enjoyable.
2: So it was something I would come back to, but not every day. Matt, I give it a three, a three grub because it's easy to drink, and when you drink mass quantities, you know it goes down quick.
1: Matt's not a small guy. It's smooth. <laughs> I mean, this
0: wine is smooth, right? I mean, it's it's easy. Yeah, to drink, it's okay. Well received. The acid balance is good for the wine kit. You can tell. I mean, it's good.
1: I think on a hot day, I'd probably drink a couple bottles of this out on the deck, and then I'd want to pop a nice red to have with my steak or something. But I really wouldn't (laughs) pair it with too much food. Brandon?
3: Um, I would say uh, that this is, uh, I think, I only have three bottles of this left. Um, (laughs) Now he feels like he wasted it. (laughs) No, I I would agree with what Bob said. It's incredibly good if you get it cold. I mean, almost in the freezer for 20 minutes before you, you crack it open. You sit out on a, you know, if you're going on a picnic or, you know, a hot summer's day, it goes down really smooth. Um, It's very easy to drink, but I I wouldn't give it a three because it's not a daily drinker. It's something that I would only want when I'm doing those type of things outside. So I give it a two. I thought for my first first kit, it made me think, wow, winemaking is really easy. And then my second batch of Merlot, I learned, uh, wow, this is much more difficult. Um, I appreciate the comments on the uh, presentation. Uh, I did spend some time labeling and things like that for bottles that I did give away. This was one of my private reserve batch in the basement that I brought over tonight and uh, didn't realize it was going to take the uh, the beating that it did. But no, I'd give it a two overall. Uh, like I said, it overall, I think it's, it's, pr- it's a pretty good... Pretty good, you know. Drink. It's very smooth. It, it doesn't have a bad aftertaste, and you know, overall, pretty good. Pretty yeah. Well.
0: For two dollars and sixty-three cents, you know, who who cares? Okay. So
1: I, I think the consensus is about a two. And let me just read our whole rating system for for two, and that's palatable after you've had two glasses of Double D. And it says this wine you may purchase if you are short of cash, but more likely this was given to you by a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're hitting it right on the head with two, frankly.
3: You've got
2: mail, baby, yeah. Okay, well, this week's mail is uh, actually from uh, Marvin in Malvern, and he wants to know, in the last podcast, Randy said that Virginia's terroir was different than California's. And he says, what is terroir?
0: Well, it's a French word that means land. Do you know how to spell it? (laughs) No. It's T-E-R-R-O-I-R. Nice, that's great. You know what? It actually, uh, like I said, it comes from the uh, French word Means land in French, originally a French term uh, in wine, coffee, and tea used to denote the special characteristics that the geography, geology, and climate of a certain place bestows upon the varieties. So, really, it's all about the soil. And I'm going to go back to that and say it again that the soil and the land is what makes the terroir special or not special and actually makes a grape or doesn't make a grape in certain regions. And you can find this in places like um, in Italy. You know, I'm an Italian drinker. You know, trying to grow Sangiovese in Virginia doesn't produce the same type of Sangiovese that's grown in Italy, and you can tell the difference. Viognier is the same way. I mean, we could tell that, you know, Virginia Viognier and California Viognier was entirely different, all from the soil composition, whether it's, you know, lime, whether it's the acid, you know, whether it's the sunshine, you know, it, it's just that soil that the varietal is grown in that makes the terroir that great. Sorry, I'm not wine.
1: No, you're, that's great. And the, the final paragraph or the final sentence of that, uh, the, the actual definition is that it, <clears throat> terroir at its core. Is the assumption that the land from which the grapes are grown imparts a unique quality to that specific region or grape? Right. I, I so didn't say I, it. I succinctly. know you tried to say that. I just wanted to kind of clarify it for the reader. For yeah, the I, for I the wanted podcaster. to provide some
0: content, not just kind of four words.
1: Well, Randy, it's uh, time to close this one up, and uh, just let's let our podcast members know where we they where they can find us
0: again. They can find us on uh, on Facebook at uh, at Grub Club. Uh, they can find us on Twitter at grub or they can email us at uh, at randy at grub.com or basically anything at grub.com and it will and uh, we'll get here hey you know we always give away something for free and last week we gave away a picture of of you and i you know bob for the 532 person that follows us on twitter i think we should probably give away something today too
1: what might that be
0: an empty bottle bob <laughs> an empty bottle again <laughs> We are going to give away the bottle of wine that we drank from Brendan the Boardman. Awesome. The first one to write us
1: on Facebook says, I want the bottle. That's who it's coming to. Done. Get us your name and address, and we will send it to you. We will send you the bottle and an autograph picture of <laughs> <laughs> Brendan the Boardman. <laughs> <laughs> So what are we doing next week, next month? Hey, uh, I, don't know. I got uh, something really special for you, Randy. Something really special for you. I'm going to actually test your knowledge in wine. I'm going to put together a Cab Sav, a Merlot, and a Syrah in separate glasses. Let you taste them, clean your palate, taste, clean your palate. And you can take as much time as you want in order to label them one, two, and three with the proper name on them, Cab Sav, Merlot. And uh, Shiraz. Done. So Easy. I think it's going to be a really good test of Shiraz. Of, of, or Shiraz. Or Shiraz. Sorry.
0: No, it's not all that I need it's, to know. I all mean, <laughs> right, you're testing my capabilities here.
1: So we're gonna we're gonna test you, and then I got a special surprise with with uh, the wine that you're actually tasting.
0: Nice. Perfect. I really like it. Sounds like it's uh, going to be a great show. See you nice. all soon. See you all soon. G H R U B. Dot com. <laughs>